It is Andre, and it's time for another RC After Hours podcast. Just getting the show going. Hopefully, everything is working. It seems like uh, OBS needed a couple of updates, so we might be a little behind on uh, on rolling it through. Anyhow, we're going. Uh, first and foremost, sorry, it has been a little bit of a delay on my part as far as getting a show out, but that comes to uh, just looking for content, looking for things to hit out and, and shoot and produce and everything and talk about. We finally have some stuff. We finally, uh, there's going to be full product reviews and a little bit of discussion about some of the stuff that's come out recently in the industry. Uh, so that's good news. On my end, I've actually been doing a little bit of project work, a little less um, a little less flying than I'd like to, but that, that's that's current life in, in the uh, in the environment right now. So uh, so uh, welcome to everybody who's looking on the stream right now. Uh, I know I didn't even advertise it. I wasn't even sure if I was going to do a show, uh, but I figured I'd owed my uh the rc after hours community a little bit of content after uh, uh, a little bit of a delay in september yeah i only got a one episode and we're kind of the, behind the ball in october but that's just how uh things go sometimes so uh stay tuned buckle in and we'll see if we can uh, make the show work and uh, do some content. So, uh, first and foremost, the Buddy RC 10% discount is still going, BuddyRC.com, and that is good till the end of this month, October 31st. So, if you need anything, check out their links. They have a good variety, nice, healthy variety of um, uh, <laughs> uh, of content and products. Wow. Uh, Thank you, uh, Perfection ZXX, uh, for the uh, the little donation through YouTube. That is awesome. Uh, and hello to some of the new Patreon supporters, and uh, to those who, um, who who've moved on. I totally understand. Uh, <laughs> Some of it is my blame, and as like I said, not getting enough content out, uh, and then other people just moving on. It's just how it goes. Uh, the Patreon is a bonus, and it actually just keeps the show going on and funding and moving and so forth. Uh, so I appreciate it. Uh, again, yeah. Hey, uh, Lee Davis, hanger. Hey, buddy. Uh, and 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 the title of this show is uh, Hanger versus Hanger. Uh, and you'll laugh because I was doing an update, a Friday, not even a Friday flying update, a Saturday update talking about a uh, hangar IRC from with Sam and the crew. And <laughs> uh, just just call it a moment. And I and I realized I had been spelling hangar ER as in closed hangar and not AR. Phonetically, they sound the same. There's a big difference, uh, and we'll talk about the Hangar RC. Sam will be on the show in the in the next couple of weeks. He is just there in the middle of changing locations, and he wants to get his studio up and running. And then we get him, and we will talk about the Wasp. Um, yes, Hangar is where I put my planes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so I, I was like afterwards in the comments were coming into the YouTube uh, view and everything and I just laughed and went wow complete brain fade moment so hanger versus hanger uh, so that's 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 the name of the podcast episode because I got to own that one I was like wow I really botched on that one but uh, it has been a building kind of uh, fall so far and it looks like it's going to still go that way so um, the INAP projects are starting to uh, really um, 
take form. I haven't flown any of them. I'm still tuning, and it's one of those really fun things where you can get in there and dial. And there's so much information in the community. Uh, Andrew Newton and a couple other guys are really really pushing uh, um, for instructions and everything. So that is awesome. So I, I haven't flown the um, great force spell. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Appreciate that. I haven't flown the mini guinea uh, yet, and uh, that will happen eventually. On the flying, I don't have a strategy right now. I do want to get out with the wasp and everything, and um, I think it's going to be one of those weekday afternoons i've really been making a focus conscious in the covid environment to try and keep that and it'll get political it'll get crazy there's so many different beliefs and viewpoints but i know what's going on in ottawa and it's pretty terrifying so i've just kind of said yep i'm i'll fly uh when when it's good and proper for me so i do have a couple airplanes to get going and and i touched on that on my update on saturday i have the hawk uh, sorry, the hawk, the wasp that I want to get going. That's sitting over my shoulder. That's been a really fun build, and we'll, we'll dive into that here. I finished the Defiant D twenty eight. I know I finished a wing, uh, and and so that that was uh, that was Frank and and uh, Sean going. Come on, come on, come on! And I got in there. I laminated that thing one evening, and it is ready to go. And I will put in three or four S battery, and we'll we'll keep plugging away and see how that feels and goes. And so there's a wing and it's kind of spurred on all the other wings. And that was a couple comments about that. You know, what are you going to go? And I started thinking, oh, what? Well, OK, what? Well, laminating and I just, just I don't know what the deal is, but I got to keep going. I got to keep focusing on that and still keep um, uh, pushing on those ones. And I had a brainwave moment when I was watching some of the iNav auto launches and I'm like, I have the video aerial system Chimera. The, the, this is the flight fest crashing into a heli bird. The one that took the thing out uh, back, uh, you know, old school uh, flight fest. And I'm like, hmm, change up the power system, drop it in an iNav then an, or an Arduino, whatever, auto launch, basically. And so I'm like, I have a test bed finally that I can actually throw around this thing and try it and and just get it going. And uh, so once that 411 board comes in from Banggood, I'm totally <laughs> throwing it in there and trying this thing because I looked at a couple of the videos and was like, hmm, this could be the way to do this. Because that's the problem with a really big wing. If you know if you don't have someone who's willing to throw it, uh, you know, like I can just imagine trying to throw this thing holding your remote. So I watched a couple of quick review videos and. Um, it's literally, you know, engage auto mode, put the throttle at whatever speed you think you're going to need afterwards, set it to the mode, and go. Shake, 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 go. And it, it looks so cool. Tons of steps to get to that point. But uh, that is kind of where I'm going to focus a lot of my energy into the winter, just getting the, the, the mini guinea INAP project. That'll be my test bed as I learn it. Then I'll step into the Sky Hunter. Yes, we'll talk about the Sky Hunter because uh, that, that was a surprise uh, addition to, to the hangar. <laughs> um, and then all the other projects. There's balls of stuff and everything. Uh, so and, and back there, I have the boxes behind me. Um, I sold another Warbird, just, just thinning out the fleet, focusing on what I want. And I use that funds to go and pick up a, um, Crossfire, uh, Mini TX, uh, two bundle. And so that was like $200 growing drone geeks or whatever out of, uh, Toronto. And so it was like a couple of days shipping and everything. And it was here. 
So the three INAV ships that I'm working on, they're all going to be crossfire. Um, and, and it wasn't that I'm going to go long range. It's just why not try it and see what I can do with it. If I drop in behind the trees and so forth, then I've got a little bit of more continuity. Uh, nothing wrong with the FR Sky 2.4 telemetry, but try these and just so. So I'm excited about that, and it's a different learning. And uh, I think that's going to be the genesis of how I push into the fall as far as what the content's going to be and everything will be me learning. And uh, it's so far, it seems to be paying off and, and kind of, you know, working in that flow. So I go for it, right? I mean, between INAV and then with the, uh, with the 1800, um, it's uh, a, <laughs> Uh, with the 1800, the Skyhunter 1800, uh, going to be doing some 3D stuff, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. I'm also reading the co uh, comments. Different solutions, same problem with the big wing. You could try a drop-away uh, landing gear. Yeah, and I've seen the slingshots and everything. It's just, keep it simple. you got to remember, uh, less than a month from now, we're going to be looking at snow and everything. So it's like, it's it's... If I'm still lucky enough to telework and everything, like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we're going to get into darkness soon too, so it's a, it's a couple of different things. So I'm going to keep testing away and keep learning and everything, and if I can just get this stuff to INAV and, and work, oh, we're going to have a lot of fun. But um, And all the wings. So the, the juggernauts are going to get done. The flinch is going to get done, uh, and that's uh, those are two from Sweet Wings. They are sitting in behind. There. There's a, the, the rack in behind the, uh, the biplane. And they're all going to get finished because if I can do this stuff and I start flying wings. And the other thing about wings, too, is not even, you know, the laminate thing. I, I've got to get used to that. I've got to get past that. And that was the good part about kind of just saying, let's get the D28 done and, and go from there. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and get these aircraft done. The other thing I find about the wings is um, they're almost more of a sociable um, aircraft. You can fly with them, but if you're not flying with other buddies' wings, it doesn't seem to be that much fun. Speaking of wings, guys, I've got to check out. I don't have the link handy in my in the in the show notes. I will have to update that. But you have to check out the Wings Simulator app from Kitchen Sink. Um, I bought it. Uh, Frank was testing it, beta was testing and everything. I'll get the guys. I'm going to have to get David and the crew on the show to talk about that. Uh, it is a phenomenally fun little app. Um, uh, you know, even my PC, uh, which is, you know, been built up to the host, the podcast and everything, seems to fly it at a pretty good frame rate. And so the other right, and that means I've got three flight simulators to really play through the, uh, play through the, uh, the winter. So, um, Real Flight 9.5 at this point. Uh, you've got Microsoft Flight Simulator and now the Wings Simulator. And so this winter, uh, when the, you know when the weather's crappy and everything, we'll all just get together and just do a hosted uh, hosted RC after hours wing flight or something like that. Anyhow, the Wings app was hilarious because you know there we were flying under the bridges down in Flight Vest uh, um, uh, Edgewater. So. Check it out. Highly recommended. It was like, what, 40 bucks US? I don't even want to tell you what the exchange rate was on that, but um, either way, it is worth the money, I think, as far as uh, some of these uh, simulators and the fact that it's, you know, a little bit of a homegrown, community-based project and uh, the, the maps and everything, the realism look good. So there you go. I'll throw that to link into the show descriptions uh, or if anybody wants to throw it in the chat, I actually might not be able to do it because of the way um, the, the uh, YouTube chat is. But anyhow, 
moving forward. Uh, so I, I said there was a new plane in the fleet, and uh, I really wasn't working on expecting to, to add to it. And uh, I do apologize for the glitching. As I'm, I'm looking at some bandwidth issues as the monitors flash. Anyhow, Skyhunter... 1800 millimeter plane showed up in the hangar i literally one day had been scratching away some notes and and looking at what i was going to do talking with sean and frank about some inap projects and um there's that air loader one that complete disaster that's sitting out of from banggood and i kind of was like yeah twin boom you know twin prop kind of you know would, would be amazing and like hours later this um, Skyhunter 1800 millimeter popped up on my local group for $40 Canadian from Banggood. Uh, the shipping on that thing alone was like $70, $80, and it was a $300 plane. So I'm like, boom, take my money. And it came with a motor. So, um, But what sparked me was I was on Thingy Universe, and someone had already designed um, a 3D printed uh, uh, motor mounts to do the twin. And uh, so I was kind of like, hey. Hey, this has got some possibilities uh so i i went with it and um pull up the uh pull up the website oh, that's not working why is that not working uh do there you go there we go uh you know very simple um very 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 simple aircraft i mean i've got the smaller one and uh, i i kind of chuckled when i saw it and i was like this is perfect Forty dollars, no stress, and I've already started. Like I said, uh, it kind of encouraged me to do a little bit of three D printing design, and I jumped back into Fusion on my laptop. I was going to do it on the PC, and I just started working. And for whatever reason, it is working really well on the laptop again. So I just kind of started just going away and um, designed two very quick mounts um, because I'm going twin twin prop and the motors there's there's photos of surfing around on the social media stuff that i've done recently i'm going to put them on the boom someone asked me in my update video why i'd selected the spot well i said i figured the boom design was going to be where i'd have the most um strength in the wing and everything and i'm just doing twin because i like twins and i figured throwing a the, the twin prop will technically be a little safer than a big spinning prop in the back regardless the idea is that i'm just interested in doing um a twin pusher so I kind of jumped into uh, Fusion 360 right away and um, was like, okay, if I don't have a motor mount and I want to centralize all my equipment into the fuselage, well, I can make a motor mount, a mount in the back where the motor would be to hold the VTX. Poof, went in with a caliper, measured the circle, made the circle and all this stuff. And I giggled because I'm in the software and I'm like, how do I slice this stuff and everything? Um, and, uh, um, and I, I, I was kind of like, Hey, <laughs> and so that's what the second design was for. Uh, and that is, uh, the, the, when I learned how to do the plate and it was, you'd go on, I'd go on, you know, YouTube and like, how do I do some other stuff? And oh yeah, 404 error. That's hilarious. Um, I'm not sure why that happened. Anyhow, I designed the FPV plate and, uh, you reached the end of something is up with Thingiverse today. Anyhow. The linkers are there. I'm <laughs> really distracted, unfortunately. Squirrel moments. The plate holds the is designed to put the camera up, and uh, the idea there is I'm putting my my video camera on top of the aircraft because I've got a really nice pan and tilt mechanism, and it'll allow me to uh, 
more or less get a better spot for my my fpv camera with pan and tilt and then put a spot for the gps someone commented i might be covering up my gps i'll test that out if not i'll move it but the idea behind my design for um, the twin uh, twin motor uh, um, sky hunter is i will kind of <laughs> th- yeah thing you use is a terrible website unfortunately um the I'm going to keep everything contained uh, within the center fuselage. I'm not even going to put uh, any of my receivers or anything like that out in the wings um, because I'll be running power through the wings and I'm trying to avoid cross-contamination or anything like that. So it'll be a little bit of a custom design, a custom build-up, but hey, it's a, it's a $40 airframe and that that's like, there's no stress. Uh, so I'm going to have some fun and it's kind of pushed me into designing. So I'll keep refining those designs, uh, particularly the motor mount. I'm going to go back and do some a little bit more slicing and cutting to thin that out. And I'm, I've decided I'm going to put the the wood mount in right away and then alter my mount design so it screws into place so but the benefit to having the transmitter back there is it's free and clear it's not going to kind of you know bug the receiver or anything like that and it um it'll actually be in a really well ventilated spot as well so it doesn't overheat or anything like that so there we go very unexpected. That's going to run the uh, the 405 uh, iNav board. Um, it's going to have uh, the crossfire in there and so forth. So it's going to be a pretty cool. I'm sticking video. It's going to be 5.8. I almost jumped to a different protocol. I almost looked at the fat, not the fat shark, um, the uh, DJI uh, goggles and everything. But that can come later on because that's a good healthy chunk of coin. And I'm not quite ready to leave the 5.8 realm because I realized when I started really relooking at all the FPV, I have a ton of old cameras. Like All my stuff is older, but it still works. So why would I go and reinvest in everything? So there we go. This is going to be a mega, mega project. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it ultimately will probably be a 6S ship. I'll start off with four and uh, the prop space can contain, I can do a nine inch prop or an eight inch prop and it should be a really fun air, fun flying aircraft with a lot of capacity and everything. So, I can't, I can't complain about the price and everything. I know I said no new foam uh, into the fleet, but meh. So, all right. Uh, I talked about the Defiant, um, and I'm really excited. Thank you, Sean. Sean, as part of when we did the uh, the yard challenge, um, he. Uh, he, uh, he said he had something sitting around waiting for me. And it looks like, well, not looks like, um, I went to Sport Wings. That's not what I wanted. Where is that lovely little beast? There it is, the Renegade. So he had one of the prototypes, uh, which he, he, he'd left for me. So uh, actually, I think, uh, I think it's in one of these photos. Anyhow, uh, it's on its way. I'm really excited about this thing. Uh, so my design and his design were pretty darn close. So I've actually stripped down my foam board version of this aircraft and switched it over. So as soon as this thing arrives, it's in the mail. It's It's been posted. Uh, I'll have a little sub 250. I can probably run this thing on 3S. I'm really, I've got some 3S 300s, which I've ordered recently. So I might be able to get away with that. It's a fantastic little ship. Honestly, check out Defiant Wings, the Renegade. If you're looking for a sub-250 twin, uh, 2S, 3S power, uh, I love seeing, we're, we're really loving seeing all the innovation behind it. People are changing up the servo configuration. I'm probably going to go with separate aileron controls so I can do a little 
uh, a little bit of flap control and everything like that. So it's a really, really awesome little ship, and I'm super excited about coming getting mine. Uh, when they ship, mine's as I said, it's a prototype number three, I think uh, Sean was telling me. So my wing's a full-size wing. When they ship, they're much smaller, so the shipping costs are way, <laughs> way less. Um, this thing, when it shipped, was like the size of a, uh, basically was like a, its own little UMX kind of box. So I'll keep the box because it'll keep it nice and safe for when I do take it on trips and stuff. But sub 250 FPV, put on a little 25 milliwatt transmitter and, uh, you know, we're off to the races to have fun. Looking at all the video of people flying their their little renegades, it's been a hoot, an absolute hoot, and uh, really enjoying uh, this whole experience. So who knows what we're going to do with the fall and the winter. We may have to do another design challenge to keep everybody uh kind of engaged and having a little bit of fun so so that's the defiant bad boy uh and again like i said if you check up my update video from yesterday you'll see uh <laughs> you'll see my really crappy landing <laughs> and monaco job but the d28 is ready to go and as soon as i got a good little bit of weather i'll uh, definitely jump out uh the other thing that's gonna be in the mail um is this little thing this is the Dancing Wing Hobby T30. It's kind of a trainer, balsa trainer. I am going to go electric on it. Uh, and I just uh, my parents were like, they wanted to order me something for my birthday. So I was like, cool. So I just went with a bang good product. And I've got laminate. I've got laminate here. I've got a power pod system and everything for it. And I figured, ah, this is fantastic. So we'll try it out. It's going to be another one of those uh, balsa builds. Um, I've got to finish off the biplane. And that's, uh, again, something I said, you you know what? I'm going to squirrel this thing away for the winter. This should be a real quick build. One of the club members here from my flying club is building one, and it was quite impressed with the quality of the kit. So you, you can't really argue with the price of it and everything. Uh, so I figured, what the heck? I'll give it a shot. Probably going to go red and white on the colors. Who knows? I'm just going to use up whatever laminate I've got and try and keep the uh, cost. And that's also why I'm not going to go with a wet fun. And um, that's a note I'll touch on, too. I don't suspect I'm going to get the gasser out at this point. I've actually been working away on the extra, taking care of a couple little little small things. There was a couple of really interesting notes. People are pay attention to the videos and the details, and someone commented that my linkage wasn't performing as well as as it could. And Chris Gooden sent me a video and a guy describing, and it had less to do with the servo and more to do with the arm and how the arm was set up. So I've got some notes on how to tune that in. The CG is correct, but I'm still not satisfied having the batteries under the cowl because I realize now for winter, if I want to take those nice life packs out of the plane so they don't freeze in the garage or anything like that, I've got to strip the plane down again. So I'm almost thinking I'm going to try and pull the battery weight and put it on the CG point and, and go from there. So uh, I did determine, like uh, my dad was over in September for my birthday, and two of us held the plane up because, you know, it's it's I can't do it standing up, I noticed. But then I discovered if I crouch down, I, she can test the CG, but I verified it with two people holding the thing up because it's huge. Um, there's a goofy picture of me smiling away and laughing my butt off. I had a beer in me too. <laughs> um, but now I know what to look for so I can actually test the CG and this was out fuel and everything it was perfect CG. So with half a tank, I, I'm, my CG is fine. So it's, it's going to progress away. And like I said, this will be electric and I haven't determined if I'm going to go with a third, sorry, a fourth, 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 I can count, uh, a fourth wet 
plane. I've got two gassers. Eventually, the cub will come home from Illinois. And then there's another cub, which is nitro-based. Um, this one could potentially be converted to nitro, but then I have to go and buy the tank and the motor and everything. Uh, happy birthday, Lee. Congratulations. 51, hey. <laughs> um, I'm not too far behind. Yeah. Um, but I I have all the gear for this thing, so that's why I was kind of like, yeah, this, it was a no-brainer. Uh, what did I discover from the from the gear? I would I, I did an audit. I had a bunch of project boxes and everything, and I actually thought I was out of servo extensions and stuff like this, so like just setting up for the winter. The thing I'm running out of right now are servo links, so I'm actually eventually going to have to do another order and stock up for that. Okay. There was a comment from, there was a question uh, um, about some of the hangar, 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 <laughs> RC planes. Um, right now, I've only tested the Wasp, or not the test, I've only built it. Um, and this thing is, uh, if you watch my update video from, from, from yesterday, this is a build process. Um, I've never built something like this, quite like this before. But I enjoyed it. I just took my time, though. That was a nice thing. There was no pressure or anything like that. And just went and built it away. Um, so I don't want to cover off too much of it because I want to save a lot of this for when Sam does come on the podcast discussion. But the HRC Wasp is a really good-looking plane. Um, well, just check out the photos that I've posted. Uh, and I've... You know, it balanced out really well with a, with a 4S2200 in the nose. I'm probably going to fly mainly with a... With a 3300 just let me put this thing down and the only other thing i have to do besides setting up the radio on this now is i have to get in uh, i've got a poly uh water-based polyurethane spray just to protect this beautiful covering um they offer the warbird the weathered warbird and then a whole bunch of um uh blue angels with the various numbers and then eventually they will offer this scheme and so it's really it's a detailed build um and a lot of a lot of effort goes into it but if you take your time it's not hard it's just a good build and just be super careful <laughs> look at that i got myself good with um with the hot glue gun i was holding apart and i and it was a critical stage in this build. I don't remember exactly where. And I and I was late and I was tired. And I zapped myself really aggressively with the glue gun. So I've got a massive blister on my, my right palm, which is really annoying too because I, I keep hitting it. So, ow. <laughs> um, so I'm running the motor. Check out the specs on, that, uh, on my other show, uh, the other update, the motor and everything. It feels punchy on 4S. That prop was so out of balance. So, so I took it off and I did a balance job and everything, and it feels really good. So this week, fingers crossed, uh, what time is it in Canada? Right now it's 3, 3 Eastern time zone, so it's 3.30 in the afternoon in my time zone. Yeah. This plane will fly very soon. I'm going to get it out and spray. It was too windy and I didn't want to do it in the garage. So I'm going to wait for a nice day to spray it down because my concern is as soon as you get this this red uh, paint job wet, it, um, it will uh, really <laughs> degrade and I don't want to ruin the look of it. It looks really nice. The other option would have been to put apply tape. But the principles of peeling off all that paper and everything and then gluing a cover on it, it is amazing. Um, so... I'm really, really, really impressed with it. Uh, I've done a skin job once before, and it's um, it didn't uh, it didn't really last too well. <laughs> it kind of got damp in Ohio, and the plane just kind of fell apart. So, this is a really good quality. And I and again, Sam will cover off what they do and their steps and everything, and and go. And it's not that bad. The, the biggest thing I've learned is yeah, you you do get a little 
little bit of paint and everything on your hands and stuff like that. So <laughs> not paint, um, spray seven, seven, the, the, the spray glue. So stay tuned. Sam is coming. Uh, and, and again, I really appreciate he was super patient about me building this thing and it really allowed me to, to enjoy it. So, um, yeah. Uh, again, so touched on the wet planes, they will come. Uh, I don't think I'm going to fire up the glow plane. Uh, I might, I, I might bench fly these things and, and test them outside. Um, but I've just, uh, I've just been really, really enjoying, uh, looking at them and getting them ready and so much other things I want to do. So I've been, I do want to fly my, my gassers. I really do want to try this thing. But, uh, like I said, I want it to be right and set. And if I don't get to it, well, it just means 2021 is going to be that much better. So, okay, that's the wet plane updates. That's the wasp update. Uh, for those interested in supporting the podcast or looking for decals, I will have to do another run. But in the meantime, um, our host who does all the you know, look, at, look at the swag. I got a T-shirt on right now. They all drop all the links for the swag and everything into it. They started doing cutout stickers. They're a little bit more pricey than I like to see them, uh, and you know, I basically am not generating any profit off the uh, off any of the swag or anything like that. But there are some nice looking decals if you really want them. I will get some through our sticker mule ones, and then um, we'll start sending stuff out. So if people want them, uh, let me know, and we'll figure it out to the new patrons. And I got to burn off the old sticker supplies. There's nothing wrong with the old uh, logo, but I just kind of like the new one. And yes, there are blame Andre t-shirts. That was a that was a special request from a few people. Um, they look kind of fun and goofy and everything. And uh, and why not? You know, you got to blame me for something. I was actually asked the background story on that, and I said, you know what, I'm underperforming this year, but hopefully, you know, there'll be some good stuff down the road that'll really get people interested. And uh, again, you can blame me for wanting goods and bibs and bobs but i think next year will be um, i've got my fingers crossed for 21 and that the gas the the fuel planes and then all those edfs that i haven't flown this year will get out and, and just start pushing and pushing and pushing so it comes back to i'm a little bummed about this year but at the same time it is what it is and uh, at least i know where we're going for uh, for next year okay now now we're going to jump into the new products and i hope to spend a little time diving in there uh, this one, oh yes, the Durafly Micro Tundra, and uh, I'll close off that agreement box. There it is. Wow, eh? Uh, we knew about this aircraft for a while, actually. Um, Steve had told me a long time ago that it was coming, and uh, so the Durafly Micro Tundra, your little 2S one, uh, and and hopefully we'll be able to get Stuart on the podcast eventually and talk to uh, talk to us about this thing. Uh, it is your little 2S500, if I'm correct. Yeah. Do, do, do. It's, uh, you know, JST connector and stuff like this. Uh, yeah, it, it wants, uh, they said basically a high, the high power 3S500, 2S500, sorry, battery w would work on it. But hey, a little micro tundra. Finally, we've been waiting around for this thing for a while. There's two schemes. Uh, the party scheme is cool, but I kind of like that green, that day glow green, a little bit more. But spec wise, it is a 25 inch wingspan, which is pretty darn cool. Uh, 365 millimeters, 17 inch. Uh, without the battery, it's 154 um, 
150, 45 grams. Uh, pretty simple setup. 6S, 6S, 6 amp brushless ESE setup. Uh, and it takes a 6 by inch, a 6 by 4 prop. Uh, it's got a couple servos on board. It does have flaps and everything. So you put in your 5 to 6 channel receiver and off you go. Um, so it's, uh, it looks nice. It looks really nice. And I almost, and I almost, you should get one and, and get Dave or David's RC on your show. Um, I almost picked up one of these guys. Um, <laughs> and then I saw the shipping and it was the same problem with the hurricane. The shipping is $80 Canadian on one of these aircraft. That's $136, $137. So I was kind of like, oh, man. So uh, what's that in, in U.S. funds? Here we go. We'll switch that over. Uh-oh, lost my link. Hold on here. Let's regenerate that. Uh, but, oh, it's not even playing nice. Anyhow, uh, it, it, well, here, we'll go to the party animal aircraft. Do, do, do. Here we go. The graffiti, the Tundra graffiti style. Uh, and that's kind of cool and funky and different, so it's kind of fun. Uh, but I think I still like the other green one. Anyhow, really nice to start seeing, you know, really good to see Stuart uh, kind of bubbling back into this environment. Really nice to see a product that we haven't seen in a long time from Hobby King or have been waiting. So fingers crossed that they start rolling into the fall and uh, we start having a, a little bit more excitement. All right. What was next? Earlier this week, Spectrum released. I haven't really looked at what these are, um, but they're calling their, their, their NX series. So they're six, their their six channel and their, uh, their eight and their 10 channel receivers. Basically, I think they've just punched up the uh, the the quality of the uh, displays, so color, backlit, and so forth. Uh, let's see, Wi-Fi connectivity, a larger 3.2 inch backlit color display, and built-in smart technology support. So this is just Spectrum moving, you know, moving that envelope forward, and they look like pretty decent little radios, 3.6 6,001s lithium ion transmitter batteries so that bad boy is going to have some capacity so uh lee davis said i got a hobby king hurricane at aj no shipping for 150 bucks that's awesome man i have to look into that again they look pretty cool um but uh we'll see what goes uh the belly landers are probably the way to go once we hit winter too so all right back into the nx stuff so this is spectrum refreshing their model line and everything it, they look good they, they honestly good, look good. Um, I was noticing my DX9. I want to adjust um, the springs on my throttle. kind of feels a little mushy, so I've got to get in there and probably open it up and do a little maintenance work. But again, uh, so from Spectrum, they now have a new 10-channel, 8-channel, and 6-channel. I don't know about anybody else these days, but uh, it's funny because, like, I mean, price-wise, it's, it's, it's almost $200 more. Uh, to jump to the 10 channel but i i've got a feeling if you make a decision on a protocol um rather than jumping through radios and buying another radio down the road eight channels doesn't seem like enough sometimes um and so i'm really happy i've been the nine channel there's a couple aircraft that i've actually you know used up all the channels uh in spectrum so the 10 channel is probably pretty cool but i've also the price tag on that stuff like that you don't need more than eight well so the other end of that, the other end of that argument these days too, 
is a flight controller board, right? The the you know, and even if even if you're in a pass through mode, the point is that you've got if you buy the right flight controller board with the right amount of servo outputs, you kind of can get away with it using an S bus telemetry, S bus protocol, and so forth, or a couple of the other ones. So there's a couple of ways to wiggle around it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would buy a six channel ever again. Uh, I know it's expensive for someone getting into the hobby, but I guess you could also consider like some of the bundles and so forth but you know here i am sitting with a you know picked up a used nine uh, dx9 and that that will be my spectrum go-to radio as i take some of the pressure off the uh the tyrannus so who knows so something to look for if you're a spectrum fan and everything and want to uh jump up to a new uh, radio technology pardon me, new radio technology and or just really want that new display. I've got a feeling you'll probably see a refresh in some of the um, uh, the, rather the, uh, the other technology that they've been pushing uh, with with some of the Android-based or their, their own based uh, with the um, smart technology and so forth. I love the idea of the, tre- the telemetry and everything. Those are really cool and, you know, really would like to try it, but you know, until I actually have a new aircraft with smart in it and then go buy the smart batteries and so forth. I can't even tell you how it's going to go um, because I'd have to re-kit almost everything. And here I am, all my planes, as soon as I hit the one year, or, you know, and the warranty is gone on the ESC and stuff like that, snip off that uh, the EC3 connector or, or 5 and go for uh, XD60 or XD90. Uh, so it depends on, on the application, right? But as soon as that warranty is gone, poof, that connector is gone too. But at the same time, if a, if a company is not going to warranty their product because you've changed a battery connector, I don't know. So, all right. Uh, look at this monster. The E-Flight V1200, 1.2 meter. Uh, so this is based off their their, their their V900, which is their fast, crazy ship. And wow, <laughs> I watched this thing. I watched a couple of their video reviews and so forth. And this thing is a monster. Um, <laughs> I would I would definitely like to see this thing flying in person uh, on 6S and everything. It has got to go. I love the idea that it's got flaps. And I love the idea that it's got landing gear because, uh, you know, I, I just hope you can still belly land it. I wasn't 100% sure if you could still belly land it. But with the flaps, you know, at least you can slow it down. I remember the flying like the, the efx racer and stuff like that and forgetting oh yeah i kind of like let this thing spool down before i can come in and land because otherwise i'm just blowing past everything but it's a fun little ship i think um i think you can really get your uh it's got a good size scale too uh it's not as small so you can run it on 4s and you can run it on 6s which is really nice so you can kind of get yourself into it uh, I think I would have preferred a brighter color contrast, but uh, the black wings on the bottom probably help a lot, make you, uh, you know, make it trackable, and it definitely has got larger, larger profile. So, again, uh, where are those specs? Uh, come on, getting used to the, uh, still getting used to the new Horizon website. So, come on, come on, come on, specs, specs, specs. Here we go, product specs. So it is <laughs> a flying weight. That is funny. That's a lot. 25,000 grams. <laughs> they need to fix that. All right. So battery-wise, you're looking at a 4S to uh, 6S, uh, 3,200 to 7,000. 
thousand milliamp. That's impressive. Wingspan is almost 48 inches, 47.25 inches, 1200 millimeters. Uh, so that's pretty good. That that will get you going. Um, Intermerter Ben says, looks great. Speaking from uh, from getting new airplanes, I just acquired the E-Flight Eurofighter, uh, sorry, the Freewing Eurofighter V2. Uh, great price, great conditions. Now I just need some 6S batteries. Yeah, that's a slippery soap, man. Uh, those 6S packs, uh, you uh, you can very quickly um, um, accelerate your 6S pack uh, uh, library. I know mine is, and there are packs I haven't even flown this year. I bought the four, uh, the 6S 5000s last year with the intention, but like I said, things changed. Oh, there are two new aircraft um, from um, Flex Innovation. I don't have that. I'm just remembering now off the top of my head. They have a wing uh, that's 6S and 6S 13, 1500. I think they were just kind of like playing off the quad market. And they've taken the Mamba 10 and updated. Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the G2 Mamba? Exactly. Holy smokes. So um, I... Uh, I think we'll have to get them back on. We'll have to uh, we'll have to talk to Flex when those products come out because imagine your Mamba 10 on 6S. That thing would be. I don't know if you'd rip the aircraft apart. I don't think you would, but like it's just gonna hover on a dime, right? So, wow. So it's it's cool. I'd almost want to see. Like I thought the 4S uh, upgrade kit was was a pretty nice idea, but the 6S now. This means you're a beast, but do I want a 6S, a smaller capacity 6S battery? And I'm not sure about that. That's a hard sell because I don't fly any little 6S quads and stuff like that. Uh, so, and the smallest 6S I have is a 3300, and I'm kind of like, ah. So I kind of wonder if they're playing with the market, but uh, still, still, they'll get success off that one. And, and they have their jets and everything, but I mean, we, we fly off the bigger pack, so. Still, that uh, their wing looks pretty cool. Um, so when uh, we'll get Seth on the, the podcast, I actually pinged him right away. Uh, oddball battery. Well, if you're a quad guy, I've got a lot of quad friends who fly 6S, and that's what they're in. They, they fly the 6S 1500s and stuff like that. But for jets, forget it. That's just, that's like, what, a half a minute of battery time? <laughs> so. We'll get Seth on the podcast later on once these product rolls out because I want to talk to them because they just switched their warehouse and everything and just see how their year is going. Uh, well, t- you talk now the manufacturers. Everybody's having a really rough year. So good year, but same time, it's still not what we thought it was. So, all right, we're going to roll back into the products and I will have to uh, we'll have to uh, drag our good buddy um, uh, Alpha over eventually too because they announced a bunch, of, bunch a whole bunch of Nexa models. I'm going to get my my uh self off the screen here there we go oh take your pick i mean there was a t a t40 uh 34c there was a uh not the hellcat the p40 was new there was a spitfire that was new 60 inch um the piper was new the a24 banshee dive bomber was new that invader looked great the c47 uh and then the giant 81 inch Dauntless. Look at that thing. So these are all Nexus Balsa models. So um, uh, it's just super, super, super looking. 
And it's kind of a tough call. Do you do this gas, you know, or fuel, or do you do them electric and just put some really nice power behind them? But I, I you got to love the Dauntless model. Um, <laughs> look at that, the figures and everything. So uh, what was the Dauntless again? 81 inch. It's almost $800 US. I don't even want to venture to see what the shipping would be. Uh, they're specking it out again for electric. So they're calling for their uh, Avril uh, G- GP26, which is a 6330, 2450, or no, 240 KV brushless motor. That is crazy. 120 amp ESC, uh, 18 inch prop, and I'm assuming that would be a really giant 6S pack. Um, I'm looking over to see what they say. Two, two 4S uh, uh, 5000s. So not too bad, not too shabby. Um, and then four stroke motor if you were going for it that way. 30 cc. So that's not that bad. But that is a gorgeous, the level of detail uh, that these guys are getting. Do-do-do-do, uh, <laughs> up their game to making better planes. Yeah, I I think everybody is kind of, um, kind of pushing themselves, which is really good. That's uh, Lee Davis says that. Dynam is upping their games, making better models, which is fantastic news because some of the earlier models were, were a, little, uh, a little less... Um, uh, well, the quality quality was suspect. We'll go with that. <laughs> I just noticed. Look at that pilot's knee joints. What the heck? <laughs> at least he's got a cigarette, but his knees are uh, kind of scary looking. Um, but again, a whole a whole slew of really nice balsa models. Uh, and you know, if if my hangar space was a hangar with an A. <laughs> Um, if the hangar space w- was bigger, uh, and, and again, this is why I think I'm curtailing the the the, uh, the the wet planes because I only have so much room in the garage. And the rule with the wet fuel planes is none of this stuff comes into the house because it just it's just evil smelling stuff. So uh, it's um, it's not it's not worthwhile keeping them uh, or trying to bring them into the house. So that's why the benches and everything are designed outside. So. It's such a tough call, you know. Go, do you go electric? Do you go fuel based? But I got a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky suspicion that come next year when I actually do get to fire up the um, uh, the gas planes and enjoy them at the field, uh, yeah, you may see a one or two more nitro based or glow based, and maybe one or two more fuel based aircraft. So, so many ways to go. Uh, so there we go. Um, we'll keep punching away. Like I said. Keep your suggestions. Actually, yeah, if you want to email rcafterhourspodcast at gmail.com. Again, rcafterhourspodcast at gmail.com with your, your guest suggestions and stuff like this. I'll do everything I can to wrangle people in and uh, and reconnect with a bunch of stuff. Um, it's just uh, lately I've just been easier just to work away on my own projects and everything. But I do want to get those show, uh, the, the shows with the, with the guests because... They're fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to Sam's one. We'll put them in the hot seat. I always have my bell nearby uh, to uh, make sure everybody uh, is on their toes when we get to those hot seat questions. And we'll see if we can track down Seth, uh, our um, Alpha, and we'll get Pete from Horizon to come back and talk about some of the stuff, you know, behind the uh, behind the remotes and everything, behind the planes and everything and all the fun stuff. Uh, so, you know, and if you've got anybody you want to see on the show and uh, just – Tell them to connect with me, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. So, 
uh, I, wow, you know, managed to ramble on for a good 50 minutes or 40, 40 something minutes. Uh, so there you go. So another podcast in the books. Um, I'll keep them coming. Stay tuned for all the social media and everything as I keep uh, my eyes uh, and ears to the industry and we uh, we keep having fun and I will keep pushing on my builds and try and get out flying and all this stuff and I hope everybody else does the same. Um, stay safe, stay positive and uh, again, thanks for uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for watching the show and we'll talk to everybody on the next episode. See you later.